Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Adam. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects. Name and claim your tone. Go check out WestminsterFX.com. They've got the new Westminster Essential, which are is pretty is the rebranded uh, nose pedal stuff, all the like uh, utility pedals stuff like that. And he's been kicking those out pretty fast. I've already got a fave switch, an aux switch, and a tap tempo from him. And they're actually reasonably not not they're not reasonably priced, but with the way that prices have been lately, they are very reasonably priced. Yeah, I don't know how he un- undercuts everybody other than the fact that he just must not pay himself very much. He pays himself in hugs and exposure bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, let me tell you, as somebody that moves a lot of gear, um, you want those uh, you want those essentials, and, and people kind of overlook them until then you get a pedal that could use it. And right. having, them, having them around, man, I, I, I think that's huge. Well, and that's like, and especially whenever you're moving gear, it seems like if you've got a tap tempo that comes with it, it's more appealing. Yeah, I I will flip something uh, where it's a break even, but I get to keep the tap tempo. Oh, um, that's cool too. But but more and more more and more companies and builders are using that momentary switch so that a Strymon fave switch, you know, can be used for something else. So I think yep. uh, I think having that stuff and having it, you know that that what Westminster makes is well made. So um, so having all that stuff at hand is is uh, is worth is worth your time, and it's something too many guitar players overlook. So go to WestminsterFX.com and buy some cool gear. So let's talk about what's new. Uh, I think we'll have Scott go last. Maybe. Do I have anything new? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you go first then? Why don't I go first? Uh, so I, I got, yeah. in ha- I mean, we talked about it last week. So I got in hand the Time Shadows and the Bliss Factory, which I think as of recording, all three of us have had a chance to play with the Bliss Factory now. Yes. And I, yeah, and I played with the Time Shadows. Nice. Adam, did you get a chance to play with the Time Shadows or did you only do the Bliss Factory? I only did the Bliss Factory yeah. and I don't regret that. No, I. It, it's good i'm keeping it so before it's a lot of fun before everyone gets mad at me for flipping and trying to cancel um i'm not flipping it um or at least i'm not yet um this, i'm going to play with this thing for a while i'm enjoying it you could you, you can make seven thousand dollars off of no, it no i can't <laughs> well i mean we'll we'll talk about that more in the topic section but uh spoiler alert um but no, it's 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 overblown. But uh, I don't know if you saw, uh, Adam. I don't think I sent this to you. I got asked to review the seller today, and I wrote five stars. Great store. Internet hate received from a limited stock pe- pedal. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I really hope I get asked to review. I mean, it's just part of the normal, whatever. I yeah. mean, it was weird seeing like people review it the day of, being like, "Oh, I'm so excited for this." And I'm like, "Dude, you haven't even tried the pedal yet. Don't review it." it hasn't even gotten yeah, there and, yet. And it showed verified review, and it's like, just because you bought it, <laughs> it's, it's shipping in two days. Like, come on, dude. It's like, what if I, this? What if it sucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always have a bunch of like need to review reminders on my reverb mm-hmm. because. 
I'm not going to review a buyer until they've gotten the pedal. I've had too many buyers like two weeks later yeah. come back and try to pull some garbage. And I, I want the right to give them a bad I, uh, I, I stealthily just say, yep, per my terms, you're allowed to send it back. Uh, and just go ahead and then we'll get the refund processed. And I just casually then remind them that there's a 15% restocking fee for any returns that are undamaged. Because I'm so scared of someone damaging it and then sending it back. So. Yep. But I'll I'll happily accept that 15% restocking fee because then I get to go and resell it. So. Yep. Adam, what's new with you? Well, I I also got a, a Bliss uh, factory. Um, and I guess we'll talk about how I feel about that more when we get to the main topic. But, um, and... Uh, and I'm, uh, I've got a return of an old favorite. The JHS Pulp and Peel has returned to my world. You know, I still never played one of those after... What version? I, uh, I go with version 4, but I think version 3 is just fine. Really, any of them are Is good. the version 4 the one that has the XLR on it? Yes. Um, the main reason I like the version 4 is the um, EQ control. Uh, but uh, but I, I would say that the Pulp and Peel is my favorite... Uh, sub, I don't because it's a little over two hundred. But it's if you if you got that standard like one hundred ninety nine dollar new pedal format, um, that it's my favorite of that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, the I've, non I've non studio grade. Yeah, non studio grade compressor. It's my favorite non studio. So the Keeley stuff kind of falls out of that. I like the Keeley stuff, but the Keeley stuff is just it's just the Ross mods on an MXR compressor. And I think they're great, um, but uh, you know, the, well, there's the studio grade compressors like the uh, the 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 Cali seventy six, the Effectrode, um, the higher end Keeley comp. Those at the Keeley uh, Pro, the Compressor Pro, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So those are all studio grade compressors. The Empress. Mm -hmm. um, for for me, sub sub studio grade. Uh, I I just love the uh, the pulp and peel, and I've. Uh, you know, comparing that with other uh, Armstrong style compressors that have had like the Analog Man, um, and then the the MXR style ones like the uh, the Keeley, uh, you know, the classic Keeley compressor, the uh, the Exotic SP. Um, it's just I've never messed with the Exotic one. Real similar to the Keeley. Um, okay. The the big thing there is the uh, the size. It's a mini pedal, and it has a um, it has a switch that affects. Um, the ratio which is which is pretty nice if you uh, are switching between guitars different pickup setups okay cool i guess it's but other than that i don't know if i got anything new this week i mean you got to go play with the the, the reverb i got to go play just... with some yeah i got to go play with those and that was a lot of fun oh wait i got the marine layer oh. the i traded my boss rv5 for a fender marine layer Ooh, how is that? Uh, it's actually phenomenal. Like, I mean, not not that it was surprising. That whole, I mean, Fender's pedals that they've been putting out in this format have been great. Is, is there I a mean, nickname just, for this, bigger. This, this current run yet? Uh, the we're going to do better, we promise run. Mm. I'm just, I'm, but, yeah, uh, I'm just curious if they branded it or not. I'm not sure, but it's been, they did a really good job on this. Uh, it can get very like ambient, crazy fun. 
So the only thing I have to say, the only thing I don't like about it is the light is really bright. Mm. But I, it's got the light up knobs, and that's actually I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, be careful with those though because they're plastic, so they will snap easier if you abuse them. Okay, I'll be gentle. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, but yeah, not no, throw it in fantastic. a duffel bag, kind of like boss pedal yeah. kind of abuse. But it's right. not like you're gonna oh, break and I, it's, you don't want to relic them. Yeah, and it's got a kill dry switch on the back, so if you want to go full wet, you can. That's pretty cool. Uh, is that like in the stereo or like because usually when you just no it's fully when you when you move your mixed all the way to the the max that kills your dry already no that this one doesn't. okay some some pedals do not um yeah i know uh my uh specular tempest uh delay reverb you on some of the settings you have to go to kill you have to go to kill dry at 100 yeah. it's still not fully wet oh. And this one isn't because that was uh, I was at my friend Andrew's house. Um, if you go, if you're on our Instagram, he's the guy who's been playing on a bunch of the uh, little videos, uh, and he's the one who got the pedals. We went and just had a lot of fun. We played the Chase Bliss and all that. But um, that was his thing. He's like, man, he goes, it doesn't go full wet. He's like, I really like it. And then we were looking on the back, and then like, bam, there it is. So I mean, this pedal, it, it does uh, a really great job. And new, they're like 170 bucks. 169 so i i don't know what they run on the used mark market probably closer to what 110 100 bucks yeah so, i mean i felt like i did pretty good with that rv5 for that so pretty pretty uh, com comparable so but let's talk about some gear news all right and it's really funny i so i kind of teased adam because he actually has notes <laughs> and we really it's i mean it was really fun so he'll have a lot to say about stuff uh let's see so we're changing up the how order do you pronounce this, this company name we're, we're, we're changing what? up the order this week we're doing guitars first oh yeah yeah usually we do small we go from small to big but all right so this company is dunable dunable Denable. Denable. <laughs> I'm going to go with Denable from now on. Denable. Okay. I think so it's Denable. I legitimately think it's Denable. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I don't think, I can't think of a funnier way to say it. All right. So let's see. So they launched the affordable range of R2 and Cyclops guitars with a much lower price tag um, than their fully custom options. I would hope so. Uh, I don't know what to say about these guitars. They look, they just look like they're trying to be edgy, kind of like they're just going through a phase, and like their parents don't understand. Uh, these are the coolest guitars that 2003 ever saw, man. Um, this looks like something that maybe someone from uh, My Chemical Romance would play. It's, it's an edgier version of the Yamaha Revstar. Mm. You, you know uh, looks what of i was super thinking. gibson one on the yeah. right like it looks like a super on a gibson had a baby hmm. yeah actually the one on the right reminds me of the um uh Sigaros, jonesy from Sigaros. he has a custom guitar um and it the body shape reminds me similar of that the way that the the uh carve is because his guitar is carved to make um using a, a violin bow 
um, more musical. Mm. Um, so it has a, it has a similar look to me. I, I don't like the uh, the one on the left, which I believe is the Cyclops. Um, it's got it's got that kind of lazy um, lazy Firebird kind of vibe to it. Uh, but I, I really like the uh, the R two. They're cool. They just kind of different. Here was my question though, as I was looking over the whole the thing, and then I looked at their website to their higher end stuff. Is my question was this: Is metal the new jazz? Because <laughs> that might be a contender for the episode title too. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I'm here's what I was thinking: Is, is that when I when, jazz? when I started playing guitar in the '90s, um, if you were playing you know, kids kids would play metal, but they would still just use a a, a Les Paul or a uh, a Gibson. And then there were jazz guitars, which were like designed to only really be used for jazz. And I kind of wonder if that's where metal is now. Um, that that there are guitars that are just meant for metal, and you can tell their their imaging, their branding, scream. This is for metal. And if you uh, if you're playing something else, just uh, go go elsewhere well it, it's a well, different I was kind use of my metal character. like because we had we had bc rich this entire time sure right and sure that's like the, that's like the thrash like slayer stuff yeah. like like anytime i think of like crazy metal guitar i think of the carrie king yeah. signatures but but what, i think what you're describing adam is the the virtuoso metal mm. guitars where it's yeah well, it's natural satin finishes burl you know, like there, there's aesthetics well, that are just metal now. I yeah. feel like I don't know if it's if I'd say more virtuoso. It's more like college age person metal. I just yeah, imagine but, a guy who's like a freshman in college and he's like, you don't understand my angst. Well, that's what I thought when I saw the Harley Bentons we're going to talk about in a minute. But, Harley but, Benton. but this week in Harley Benton. Yeah. Yeah, but when I when I saw these these uh these Denables, uh, the Dunables, um it, it just it just kind of occurred to me that they they are the metal version of a jazz guitar. Uh, yeah. and and that's that's just all I had is is this idea that uh metal is shooting off in a way that jazz did a few decades ago. And uh Well and there's praise and worship guitars, so like yeah. <laughs> Does this guitar? Is this my favorite? Is Jim? Uh, does it? Is it good for praise and worship? Is this good for praise and worship? Is this good for praise and worship? It's like that's sorry. I got a little distracted on that. I've been on. I've been on Gear Talk praise and worship today. So like, the answer is always yes. I mean, yeah. So I, I'll I'll put a screw in this a little bit. That I don't think the one on the right, which is that the R two. I believe so. Okay. I don't think the R2 is a metal guitar. Yeah, I would say it's... I mean, the, the modified Firebird look, or it's kind of like halfway Firebird, halfway Explorer, because it's got that, that yeah. big Explorer thing going on. Um, yeah, they still have a Gibson-y style headstock, so you're going to have G-string issues. Um, but with the trapeze tail bar on the R2, it just... That doesn't scream metal to me. I know people are starting to do jazz masters in metal, but I just, you know, that extra string space typically on high gain means noise. So 
Yeah, this the the R two seems like a um, it seems like a guitar that like somebody in a hard rock band would pick up if they had a certain like vintage appeal. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, the the uh, Cyclops just looks like you're you're gonna play that in your corn cover band. <laughs> Nothing wrong with corn cover bands. Actually, when they they're tribute bands, okay. <laughs> Because if you're going to be in a corn cover band, the lead singer is going to be wearing a plaid kilt and trying to pull off dreads. So therefore, it'll be a tribute band. Just in here, it'll it'll unintentionally. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next thing. So Gibson. Speaking of tributes, Gibson Custom Shop. Oh yeah. Speak. It, listen, this isn't the greatest guitar in the world. Tribute. Okay. So Gibson Custom Shop and Epiphone's $800 take on the 59 Les Paul standard. That's actually a really um, good segue, Diaz. This is not the greatest guitar in the world. This is just a tribute. You know, it's just a... I mean, I mean 59 Les Paul. I mean, you are welcome for that. Well okay. So, um, it. I hate to do pictures and it's just a, a close-up. I'm going to see the whole thing. Yeah, scroll down. And then... Yeah, but then it's like leaning up against them in the corner. Yeah, whatever. I feel and all of them are like them just leaning against things. And I'm like, no, 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 the headstock. <laughs> I feel like they hired someone from Pinterest to take these pictures and put them up here. Well, my favorite is uh, also notice there's a Gibson amp in the background, which that is not something that's made anymore. So actually, with all the hype that the Skylark has been getting from Rhett Scholl these days, I wonder if they're going to start reissuing the dialogue. That would be a good one to do. Um, yeah. But anyway, going back to the... I mean, it's a Les yeah, Paul. going back to the Epiphone. It, so is this a real... It's a it's a veneered top still. Um, yeah. Cream binding. Mahogany neck. But it's eight, you know. only $800. Yeah. So how much is a standard Les Paul these days? Well, it's 16 from From Epiphone. Oh, oh. Know, probably about 600 okay so it's 200 hour premium that sounds i mean yeah and let's see epiphone standard oh never mind 450 well that's the classic heritage the 50 epiphone Les Paul 50s is, a, is 599 so all right let's call it I, I like this i like this price point to be honest yeah. um i i think i think what it says is if you're if you're like well, if you're like me, so if you're if you're primarily a Fender player, but you would like to have a Les Paul in your in your arsenal, and you say, "Hey, but I don't want to get uh, a Les Paul like a you know the the you know the the two hundred dollar student model from Epiphone," uh, you know this says this is a quality quality guitar, and if your if your primary guitar is a you know a Jazzmaster or a Telecaster, this seems like a good way to to get you that that Les Paul sound um, without having to drop, you know, over $1,000. I mean, I feel like a Les Paul is always a great guitar to have around. I mean, you're, if you don't have a Les Paul, you're going for that PAF sound somewhere. That's what I've got in my SG. Yeah, uh, so for me right now, that's coming from my Titan, you know. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, here's the other fun parts. This already has a pair of Gibson burst buckers that, like, the actual USA ones. So, upgraded pickups, upgraded 
it's CTS pots and Mallory capacitors. So a lot of the things that we often swap out on Epiphones to kind of deal with the quality issues, um, already there for you. Already rolled the neck. So, yep. Uh, which is something I do with every guitar typically because I like a really rolled fretboard edge. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like your mods are already there. Yeah, I, I have a, uh, a saved search now on my reverb for a used one of these eventually. So it'll come up, you know, somebody will buy one. And... Yeah, and then those are going to be like 500 bucks, 400 bucks. Yeah, what I'm curious about is um, I think the hope, like the best case scenario for this is that it gets sort of a, um, a Fender MIJ vibe where, you know, everybody knows it's not, it's not a Gibson, but it's its own thing, and it's got a lot of character. Um, kind of like the TV Jones design mini humbuckers that Gretsch was putting in its budget line mm -hmm. uh, about 10 years ago. Um, and those are fun pickups. If you ever find like an old Gretsch ProJet that has those, those have a lot of character. And then you'd get the, you get the Gretsch purists that complain it's not real, but it, it's its own thing. And that's kind of what I would hope for from a guitar like this, that it gets you where you want to go, but it's got its own fun vibe to it. I'm just curious when we're going to have the Craigslist dude who's like, yeah, these were made by the Gibson custom shop through the Epiphone line. Like <laughs> Gibson custom shop Epiphone yeah. at the end. I, I just see that. Like that I feel like, I feel like that's what Epiphone is doing in all of the marketing. I saw uh, for this. I feel like Epiphone is pulling a Craigslist dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, the one other big question I have with these and I'm, I'm meaning to get into a shop. I need to make a like CME has like a reservation system where you actually have to like sign up to go into the shop and which is also cool because that also means there'll be less people and you don't have to fight for an amp room. Um, but uh, I wanted to try these out just to see how much the neck stickiness is a thing with what they're how they're finishing on them because that's like that's my biggest complaint against like a Les Paul standard from Epiphone of the last ten years. The pickups were actually fine. Um, yeah. Even though we all replace them with our boutique things because we're snobs like that. Um, they were fine. Um, so there's uh, that. And I also want to try their Hummingbird because I kind of want to. I, I want yes. a couch guitar. Like an acoustic I can leave out and not worry about it like splintering and cracking, you know? So we'll see. But uh well speaking of speaking of we'll see, we'll see what this new pedal is that Boss has been teasing with the Wazacraft compact pedal. All they've shown is a metal box. Nakedness. Is that fair or is that the color they're going with? It might be the color. Who knows? I think it's the FZ2. We're in the age of fuzz. It's it's interesting. Um you kind of go over like what have they already done uh hm2 is is being thrown out there a lot i um, wish they'd do a, an sg1 slow gear i mean they yeah i'm surprised they haven't that that's honestly like the one that i figured they would have done way early on yeah and they they put it in every like digital thing they do right like that was like everyone yeah, talked about the MS3 with like oh it has a slow gear in it. Well, 
I just want to do it because I want to do that song from Vertical Horizon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. As I, it's Diaz just singing the songs, guitar parts. The, the guy from Vertical Horizon tried to buy a pedal off me off of uh, Gear Talk Classifieds a couple years ago. And I, uh, what, what, what pedal was it? I you don't remember. remember. I'm sorry. I remember that I'm I'm pretty sure that I sold a Renan Cuff um Caprid to the guy from Goo Goo Dolls last year. Um, not 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 Johnny Resnick, like yes. the other like, No what? Johnny. What? Did you know they did a Wait, Christmas yeah. album this year, by the way? I'm gonna have to I have a I, I don't oh, listen to yeah. Christmas music yet, but I'll have to I have a playlist going where I'm adding uh Christmas albums. It's uh, shout it's out! Weird. Shout out to my friends and Ivan and Alyosha. They put out a Christmas album that's worth checking yeah, out. My, my, my buddy what? was playing the one on Saturday, and I was like, "This sounds like he's trying to do a no, Michael Bublé impression, and it's weird." Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, well, dang it! So they don't have oh, who a was it who, yet. Who was it who sold? Wait, who who was it who sold a pedal to Vernon Reed from? Uh, was it Living Color? Yep. I don't remember, but I remember that being talked about. I can't. Okay, sorry. I, ADD. Scott, you were saying. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's honestly more more interesting than me speculating that there has not been a Waza reverb yet. <sighs> I think with the RV6 being so recent mm-hmm. that they. Well, I don't. I wouldn't expect it. See, I what I don't know about Waza is what Boss wants, but what I want from Waza is i i want what they've done with like the uh the chorus and um and the um the sd1 where they they said here's pedals that boutique builders either mod or put out their own modded version and they're just doing that they're they're just saying this is what the public obviously wants Mm -hmm. um so so that's a reason against the hm1 because anyone that's done that hasn't it hasn't sold terribly well, um, right. and if you want that, the Walrus Audio Red is the is fantastic. Uh, but the um, the slow gear makes a lot of sense. Um, I kind of was curious about the Phaser because that's one of their best selling pedals of all time. Hmm. Um, yeah, if they did a PH one Waza, yeah, if they did all yeah, the Phasers was, in one. So they would, if they could do a phase shifter with a normal Phaser, yeah, in one pedal, that would be interesting. Because then that would scratch multiple itches for me. Get me that that uh Thank you, best sound. That sound. Yeah. So that yeah, I, I think I think that's what I want from Wazacraft is I want I want a a pedal that has uh been modded or resold under boutique labels and then boss basically saying, Yeah, we can do that too. Mm. Or an or an R E twenty space echo. Yes, the small I whoever that's what I was thinking of. That would be a great one. I you liked I liked their artwork, but I don't want that. <laughs> well, I might, I might want them to just come out with a version two of the RE twenty because that's that's such a great pedal. Um, I wish they do. I would they do like an RE five hundred. Yes. Or, I, or I even want RE two hundred. I want the aesthetic. I want all of the aesthetic to stay the same. I just yeah. want them to soup up the processor and and that sort of thing. Like just fix the little things that are sonically wrong with that pedal and and keep it as is it's it's such a it's almost underrated at this point 
Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan. Well, I well, all right. So everyone's gonna let's do our guesses now, and so we can make fun of each other later. I think it's gonna be uh, FZ two. No, you know what? Change it. I'm I'm going for it. SG one. I'm st- I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna speak it into existence. Call you call your shot. Are you gonna name and claim it? I'm I'm gonna <laughs> name it and claim it. Boss is gonna do a Waza SG one. Hey, if it if it isn't, then the next uh, the next name and claim it needs to be uh, Slow Gear from Westminster. And I, I it's weird that's not a pedal that's copied often. I think there's a DIY one that's out there in the world. Like if you really want, to do I've it. got a Behringer one, the Behringer Ga- Slow Motion. Gaia Tone has one. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Uh, and uh, Maleko makes one. The uh, the AD from uh, Maleko here in Portland. Shout out. A, a number of reverb pedals do have this feature in it. Like the more like the bigger multi effects processors will have a thing like this in it. Yeah, the swells. Uh, big, the Big Sky is my favorite. The Strymon Big Sky's swell is my favorite. Yeah. And then uh, Specular Tempest is pretty decent. Um, I like I like the one that uh, Line Six has. Um, yeah. Their uh, Wait, their I line, have one in my the, DL4. The Helix line? Yeah. 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 It's the DL4 one. They just put it in their Helix yeah. and HX Stomp. Um, I think that one's really nice. Yeah, I run it really fast. So it creates this kind of washy thing that delays into itself. And so it works. Like I, I, I like doing it fast, into so it sounds like a swell. Swell. It's weird. Um, I just don't. I don't think you can do that. No. No, I don't, I don't think that's how that no. works. Despite that's how Probably it's been not. preset on my board for like three years. Don't, don't you argue with me, Scott? I'll argue with you as much as I darn please. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not going to segue into this next one because it's going to be quick and easy. A medium wah pedal. So Jim, so Dunlop's Crybaby has the junior now, which is in between the full and the mini size, and it's a great idea. Because the mini I have, and I've got big feet. And Top Mountain Jacks. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. Did you notice that they called it Front Jacks uh, in the news story that you, you uh, we all looked at, Scott? Is that because 60 Cycle Hum did the video where they actually talk about what real Top Jacks are? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I actually think it was because uh, it's a, a British. I was, I was just thinking it was like a British thing, like how they call tubes valves there. Um, well, it's just funny because I would actually yeah. consider that all... the back of the pedal, not the front. Yeah, is it? Well, it's like it's like I... stage right versus house right. You know, it it depends on whose perspective you're thinking of. So it's it's the yes. front of the pedal board for the audience, but it's the back of the pedal board for you. Yeah, but it depends on which what. Yeah, I consider it the front. Yeah. So some some fun things to comment on this. It's long enough now that it fits with this pedal board spacing on pedal train. Oh, like, wow. Such an obvious so thing it... that was kind of not good with the last one. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Makes sense. I like it. Does it have a battery too? Uh, yeah. Is it pedal power only? I'm sure. I can't see the bottom. When I read all of the things, I said, I, I like it. I like the top jacks. I like the size. I like the voicing switch. And if if I was going to have a wah pedal, I would look at this 
and I will still not have a wah pedal on my board. You know what? Don't knock the wah. It's only a hundred bucks. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I, I won't have it. Yeah, I I Look. switched to I I realized one I use the wah so rarely, and since the one I have is actually true bypass because it's the the ninety five Q version, I yeah. just threw a battery in it, put the feet back on it, and just said it's off the board. And I can just plug it in as an extra pedal when I want it. Uh, I like to keep one on my board because uh, it's a front of the chain a lot kind of, of effect anyway. So it, sure, yeah. that makes sense. It's just an extra thing no, I throw in I mean, my bag if I want to bring it, and I don't have to. Look how many my... look how many guitar players use. They do that. Like yeah. they have their pedal board, and then their wahs are like off to the side. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's a, that's a good idea. But I, because I use I use wah very weird. Like I use it, um, kind of like a like just really like a, a cool filter effect. Hmm. And I actually like I mostly am around the heel. Hmm. So like if I'm doing like ambient stuff and doing layers and stuff, I can kind of get like a a cool filter like synthy kind. Of, well, not synthy, but like you know what I'm talking about. Like just a really yes. neat effect so and then also i like to do the solo from inner sandman nice nice uh should we keep talking but yeah about the hydra from keely so keely put out a stereo reverb in tremolo and my question i don't know if adam posted this but i saw someone post this and i want to know how this compares to the that was my post in our chat Oh, well, that well, is the, that is the obvious comparison. Yeah. Well, let's. I think that we should, uh, as a podcast, buy one, send it to me, since I have a Flint, and we can compare it. Yeah. If only we had those things. What what's it called? Credit cards. Monies? You should use one of those. Oh no. Okay. Infinite hold. Oh, that's. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. I'm a big fan here. So on the reverb side for Keeley, you've got the spring, the plate, and the room again, which for those that remember, that's the same thing with, um, uh, blanking on the name. We've seen this sort of algorithm from Keeley a few places already kind of packaged, which I imagine are similar versions of it. So um, as a guy who has a Chase Bliss uh, Dark World, which are Keeley algorithms of the same name, those are fantastic there, so I'm imagining they're going to be fantastic here, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Keeley is they've just gotten into a great way of being able to knock pedals out in a fast way by using the same a great algorithm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, go ahead. The problem with that, though, is when I first saw the Hydra announced, I would have panned on it for a while because i would sh- i just said oh it's another reverb from keely and and uh, i think i mean I, it's their business model and it's obviously working for them uh i'm just i'm just saying there that i think i would have panned on it and the funny thing is now that i i had to look at it to prepare for this podcast <laughs> I'm like i'm like oh crap i might have to buy one of these well let, let's 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 start with what separates us one tremolo now, it's just a standard tremolo. There's not any fancy modes in there. So you're not doing harmonic trim. You're not doing all those crazy things. But reverb and trim together in one package is always a good good deal. And then on top of that, single pedal enclosure. Single size pedal enclosure. 
presets and it's stereo yeah that's really awesome too i i wonder does it have a uh now the thing i don't like about the presets is how do you is there a way to switch them easily yeah i think you just hit both at the same time okay because there's some pedals like that uh that do presets that are like tougher to get to and mm -hmm. change it also has um a jack for expression pedal uh there's a, there's a lot of options here. The other thing is that it's got true uh, stereo in, which the mm -hmm. Flint and all the Strymon pedals in that format, you have to get a splitter or an adapter to come in uh, stereo in, which yes. is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. um, and the so to have or you can buy a sinusoid cable that's just an easy split cable. And I do have that, but the fact that I have to then I'm, I'm now limited in my routing. Um, yeah. And I run a small board on purpose so that I'm not changing stuff out as often. And I run a stereo board on purpose because it makes it harder to change stuff out. Uh, no, that's a so I'm strategy. interested in this. Yeah, it, it really does. It limits what you can use. If you, uh, I, the dark, you mentioned the dark world. I can't put a dark world at the end of my chain no. because it's not stereo. Um, so the, the Keeley being true stereo, and I'm actually wondering, is it going to replace my Source Audio True Spring? Because uh -oh. the the Source Audio True Spring, I still think is is the best spring reverb. But if the Keeley one's pretty good and has the other two settings, and I don't have to use an external switch for the tremolo, mm. um, and the tremolo sounds great in the demos that I was listening to today, the, the Source Audio tremolo is kind of it's there um <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious I'm, I'm genuinely curious about whether it would replace uh replace that for me yeah my only hang up with the the tremolo on this is if you are a tap tempo guy one how to, there's not really clear subdivisions which can be difficult because usually you don't want tremolo on a quarter note subdivision because that's like too slow and it's hard to tap eighth notes or whatever you want um so there's that side of it and then just the way you engage it is you hold the button for a while and then you tap on it and then you ha i think you have to hold it again to disengage the tap tempo mode so that might be a little too involved for some people it might be um you know i when i had the uh source audio collider you have to hold down to turn the delay off because of how they integrate the tap tempo mm -hmm. and i felt like you got used to it pretty quick okay well, that's cool. But yeah, no, this is this is very. It's a, a very interesting pedal. Uh, I was surprised how interested I am in it. Two forty nine, not a bad price. It's a very reasonable price point for that kind of pedal. Yeah, getting into the stereo world for under three hundred bucks anywhere. You know, and at that form factor. Yeah. Well, now it's time for Scott the nerd out. Yeah, there's a lot of new things on the market that got announced this week. So first up is Ableton Live 11 got announced. For those that are home recording enthusiasts, there's a few new features that are actually pretty cool. Um, there's a multi... Often when you're recording, you take multiple takes and you kind of go, all right, I want the... Uh, this is my best take. And sometimes you'll copy and paste stuff out of one into another. This actually lets you line up all your takes, highlight sections 
and create a composite take just all in one nice view, no copy and pasting or destructive editing, which is just really cool. If you ever, if you ever record yourself, you'll understand how big of a deal that is from a workflow standpoint. Um, they're now allowing MPE controllers, which is a polyphonic expression. Long story short, you remember those rolly keyboards where they weren't distinctive <laughs> parts? You could kind of like vibrato the note on the keyboard. The wave? Yeah. Um, Ableton now supports those natively. Um, some new plugins. And my the, the one I think people are might not realize how awesome this is. They're now allowing a variable tempo via a mic. And so what you can do is you can route a mic back to Ableton, stick it by your drum set, and it will pick up on your tempo, speed up and slow down, and adjust your playing tracks with it. So if you want a little more live feel for your church, say you're getting off the click or something like that, you, you can actually make it so the click follows the drummer now. If you set up your Ableton track what right if, away. What if you go into cut time and it's just like, it's like crazy change in pitch? Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably looking for those micro adjustments and averaging okay. them out more than it is. So like if you're like so your song's at like 90 beats per minute and your drummer's slowing into like 85, it might pull back a yeah. little bit versus like if you suddenly go to like 40 by its algorithm, I think it'll go, no, nah, that's not right. So, hopefully, if not, there's gonna be a lot of weird version versions of the blessings mm-hmm. going on. But yeah, so as, as someone who uses Ableton uh, mainly as a playback device on stage, back when you know you do that kind of stuff. So like, if you, if, I think I posted in our group, I was writing Ableton tracks on Sunday um, when we were on a fixed tempo, and like musicians struggle with fixed tempos. And so like even in rehearsals, like we skipped a beat or something like that or things like that. Um, this might help compensate for some of that kind of stuff, which could be really cool. Especially like when you start Never, a song uh, that's slow and like the guitar player starts rushing it or the piano player starts rushing or slowing down, you know, the tracks will catch up. If I ever add a beat to a measure or take one away, I just pretend like I'm playing a tool song. <laughs> <laughs> it's math rock. Get with it. <laughs> Well, I just threw an 11-8 measure in there. Just, you know, just kind of screw with you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, some of the new features. And then, you know, Ableton is still, like, one of the cheapest DAWs out there for on the pro side. Um, so people love it for particularly the MIDI and the, the writing side of music. So this will be these, – these new tools, I, I think, will provide some really cool things. That's all I got on that. Now in, I do not record. So. <laughs> now, if we want to go into the, the completely unaffordable side of the world, um, there's a new version of Pro Tools out as well. Um, and Pro- If I ever want my computer to completely die, I'm just going to download Pro Tools <laughs> and let it run for like five minutes. <laughs> It'll kill itself. Yeah. I'll, I'll just look outside the window. There's my computer on the ground. <laughs> it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. So uh, with the new version of Pro Tools, uh, Avid announced the Pro Tools Carbon which is um, their new audio interface um, that actually combines in um, DSP processing, similar to what uh, Universal Audio does. So what that does is it basically has little processors inside of it that you can assign your plugins to run on for the uninitiated. Um, Now, 
this technology has been around for a while with uh with pro tools with the hdx boxes that are ridiculously expensive and massive that you need like rack units to set up for for pros um so this brings it down into all in one box that's a single rack unit like um a lot of eight channel audio interfaces so would that then in theory solve the problem of a computer that would kill itself if it tried to run pro tools is that what that's it for? helps offload yeah the load on the like your your computer's processor yeah and so um universal audio has actually kind of really stepped into pro tools world with what they're doing because they've been doing this already so like the apollos those kind of things from universal audio um and now with them releasing luna for anyone who has a universal audio interface that kind of makes running those offset processors easier. Um, that it, that's exactly who is looking at, you know, they're looking at and saying we need to adjust and we need to change. Um, now here's, here's the rub. Who wants to guess how much this thing costs? $700. That, that's how much an eight channel audio interface costs without DSP processing. I'm I'm gonna go with eighteen hundred. Keep going. Four four thousand. Four thousand dollars. Was I yeah. right? Now that second that, guess that Woo. includes a year of Pro Tools, which is you know a three hundred dollar value. But um, to put that in perspective, the Universal Audio. I need to look that up. Was it the Apollo Eight? Is the the really high end one? Is gets up into about 2700 so it is still more expensive well actually if you get into the xp you're at 3300 so it is still more expensive than universal audio's offerings because it's avid so it's out of range for you know your home recorder this is not your first interface this is a you are a pro among pros and you're setting up your home studio kind of a situation Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, not the, in a the, bad way. That's just like, just... no. Yeah, I mean, the only way that I think like it's just it's return on investment is the guys who are setting up pro home studios, and I'm not talking about like the, the guys that record at home for fun or whatever. Yeah, the guys who who are who are setting up legitimate home studios, they can actually make money because there's all these people that go and play, you know summer in the park and that kind of thing and then they go and record some songs that they've done and they're not making any money as musicians but the guy with the home studio that they just paid to record their stuff you know so so if you're smart about it from a business perspective i can totally see this being a justified expense well and as as more people are probably working from home or doing part of their workload at home um the cost of an hdx box on its own is like three grand plus then the audio interface then you know you stack up all the tools being able to condense that it it is actually a cost competitive thing but um it's out of reach for most of the average people but you and i are also knowing like hey i just can't run 30 plugins at a time so no that's not bad attitude (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's, (laughs) let's let's keep moving forward uh we are getting to my favorite part of the show and that's this week in harley Benton. 
All right. So Harley Bitten gets sleek with its new MB4 and MB5 SBK Deluxe Series base from like they don't they, they're dirt cheap. It's a you know what Harley Bitten? You know what Harley Bitten's reminded me of? Do you remember the Hard Luck Kings guitar that you'd see on uh, Facebook ads? Am I the only one who got those? Maybe I don't remember those too well. <laughs> they were just, they were like cheap guitars. Okay. I mean they're like. I mean, an, you've got like a, a Strat style for 120 bucks. Okay. Like, it was, they're just, but yeah, it's a Stingray. Like, you can do four string or five string. Okay, that's cool. Sub Thanks, 200 Aaron. bucks. Here, here yeah. the, the one thing I thought when I saw the five string was I thought about it as a bass player. I, I don't know why this has never occurred to me before, but five screens are dumb. And and here's why. As a whoa, bass player, whoa, 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 whoa. as a bass I'd player, I have all I have always wanted that low fifth string. But when I thought about it, how often do I ever really need to or should I go to that higher fourth string? You know? So so I want a four string bass that that is tuned. Uh, you know what is that D E A or something like that uh, or B? What's I forget what the B-E-A-D. lower string on a fifth string. B- is. It's a B B E A D. I want that. I don't want the G string, and uh, now now I want somebody to make that because I would buy uh, that. It's already made. I, you I just need like... to replace the strings and cut the nut. Yeah, I was about to say you could you can do that because you're not adding no any one's tension. Stopping you. If you're using a balanced tension yeah, set good. of strings, you don't even need to adjust the neck. Probably. Well, that's yeah. exciting news for me. Yeah, you, you just need to pay the extra ten bucks for a set of five string strings, or get a custom yep. set from. I don't know. It's not that week. String joy. Wrong week. I, I, it'd, be a, it'd be a fun one. Now now this is a whole new world, and I might get interested in bass playing. I mean, because like, I did that, that. That's the whole draw of baritones, right? Like, instead of doing a seven string. Yep. So. Right. Same yeah. concept. And because everyone's obsessed with, uh, what's his name? Ariel Posen. 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 You're, 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 I, oh, I you're got combining the... a guitar player with a comedian slash uh, comic book writer. Posehn is a he's a comedian and he writes Deadpool if I remember right. Brian Posehn. Oh, okay. Um, no, but I played uh, Ariel Posehn's uh, the broadcast. Isn't doesn't he have yep. a signature? That was a phenomenal. Dude, I've been telling you about oh. Hudson Broadcast now for how long? Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna. I don't need one. Actually, Adam, didn't I make you buy one too? <laughs> I've I've bought a couple because of yeah. you. They're great. Wait, wait, didn't yours race? Didn't like yeah? Did like, you didn't get someone... yours before me? Even though I had my order in yes. like days before yes. you. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's what it was. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and you know what? That day, I felt like I won. I felt like I felt. <laughs> I finally beat Scott Hamilton. I can go to bed tonight. Your wife's like, "Thank heavens, you haven't slept in weeks, Adam." Yeah, twenty 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 has been a rough year, but that day, he's. <laughs> I just see him like standing up from like behind, just behind his computer, just arm in the air like the end of uh, the bucket i can just see your wife just being like i don't know why my husband cries out in his sleep against a famous figure skater i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) who is what what did scott hamilton do and why does he hate him so much yeah my my wife cares so little about any of this um the only the only thing that ever happens is if we're watching something and and uh, usually it's if we if we see some church musicians online or something, and she'll say, 
I don't know why this is bad, but here's what I don't like. Tell me why this is. And then I'll, I'll try to find a way to explain music theory mm-hmm. or something to her, but she, she'll identify something they're doing wrong. And then I have to find like the, the way that to explain it. <laughs> Cause a key is not something that you just stick in a door. Okay. And they're totally not on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, or dynamics. They have never heard of them. That kind of thing. If I hear a, you, another person slide up to a note, if, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. My wife knew what a bridge was, though. I was really impressed uh, that she knew what the bridge of a song was. Oh. Yeah, she's like, I'm tired. I'm I'm tired of hearing it 17 times. Well, Justin times. Timberlake taught us all that by take it to the bridge. Take it to the bridge. I, I thought so, it was uh, I thought it was Limp Bizkit. Take us to the Matthews Bridge. I mean, but that's the beginning of the song. Yeah. But thank you, John Otto, for bringing oh. us there. Thank you very much. I was all so right. disappointed when I found out that he was referring to Dave Matthews. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Uh, Let's move on. Didn't we already talk about this? Yeah, they're giving away the oh, prototype yeah, they're giving as a away. raffle. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're giving I away mean, a guitar. Go to the Harley Benton YouTube channel. Like a video comment on it. You can win a guitar. Yay. I mean, that's cool. You'll save 120 bucks. Watch. Nick Hamilton wins it because he always seems to win stuff and we'll all be pissed at him. Oh, my gosh. He won the, uh, what was it? It wasn't Revolta. It was, oh, no, uh, what, what, was it? No, it wasn't actually. It was, uh, was it Dustin? Was the one that like his wife won a pedal raffle or something like that and won like a Benson and all this crazy good stuff. Everyone got super mad at her for it. Who? Uh, who's Dustin? No, any Dustin's? He's in the circle cer- so adam do you have to explain to your wife you're like no listen i'm kind of a deal on on this like small circle no uh okay. i she, she again my she wife does care. not care <laughs> she's, she's like oh sure you are honey <laughs> i will sometimes say to her something like okay so the people that i talk to on the internet are arguing about this thing <laughs> and and then she'll just look at me like my wife calls him why did i marry you like, yeah yeah so it's always weird too whenever we like meet the people in real life and i have to explain to my wife i'm like do you remember that story i told you about this happening and she's like oh yeah i'm like that's the guy right there yeah no my wife loves music uh and um in fact she uh it was my wife that got me into uh the black keys and uh, matt Pompier, super underrated band so she loves music she just could care less about gear my dog just broke into my room, like literally busted the door down. Mm. Pilo, bad boy. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I mean, so Adam, you are a little famous for being kind of one of the more vocal people. The Godfather. Yeah. He's the Godfather of flipping. Yeah, Godfather of like, flipping. I mean, for real, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Any, and that it's really funny because I, I mean, I have the ongoing joke with Adam that him and I will never make a deal. <laughs> Uh, no we've we've like there's been a few times like i've got something and we're like "Ah, no or you've got something like no no, not even not even gonna try it it's not gonna happen oh there's 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 been lots of money exchanged between me and adam over the years usually it it used to be where i thought i could be able to flip and then i realized i'm i can't because i i'm a hoarder 
<laughs> and I, I just buy now. I now my goal is I just buy pedals or trade for pedals where I'm. I did okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not like making a stupid trade. You know, like well, but that's like that's the thing to start with. Like even yeah. if you don't flip, is, is to not be the guy who buys a guitar at Guitar Center, and then, and then like six months or even three months later, you come in and then you trade it in for something else, just lost money. And, yeah. and I've met those guys, and and so if you if you just approach it from, even if I'm going to lose mm -hmm. a little bit, it's there's a reason why I, I understand what I'm doing. Um, well, so in defense of those guys, there is a market for those kind of guys. If you're the guy who comes in every six months and buys a new PRS and trades in the old one, you are the guy who gets to be the person the store calls when they say. Hey, we just got a wood library in, or hey, we just got one of these in. There are sure. there are the we'll call them the whales, right? Um, there are others people who come in. Um, at a certain point, if you're the guy who gets the right of first refusal on Nam Custom Shops and um, the super special editions, you actually sometimes get to sell those back to the store at price, or actually can make really good flips by being that guy. And building that kind of relationship there is there is a place for that none of us are that person but but and it's a it's a very small yeah, it's spot. yeah if you're the whale at chicago music exchange right you know you're the guy who gets yeah. the first call out of three or four of them one you're an investment banker who who is worth millions probably and so that's sure. not us yeah you're the person that think rock doctors and blues lawyers are buying budget gear yeah yeah oh you you got oh you just you didn't get a custom shop gibson mm -hmm. oh that's cute but it's yeah but at smaller mom and pop shops they get like one of the adam jones les paul right <sighs> or something like that there's and then tom kelly buys yeah them that that's there is something to that let's just let's, let's just leave it at that but but i do think like so i i i have regular uh texts going with a guy who's a whale <laughs> and um he's still smart about in fact he just bought a, a guitar from a shop here in portland and as a favor i went down and played it before he, he pulled the trigger mm -hmm. and um you know i was fun to play that guitar that i will never buy <laughs> and um but he's still smart about how he does it so i think i think there's there's a way to be smart and there's a way to spend way too much money that's very true and speaking of spending way too much money uh, we're going to talk this week for our topic about something that was touched on earlier, which is um, pretty much the flipping of limited edition pedals. And also we're going to go into further discussion of where companies can piss off a lot of people. Um, so we talked about Chase Bliss and Zvex put out the Bliss Factory. And it was a $3.99 pedal. There was a thousand of them made, quote unquote, and um, they sold out in what under an hour? About an hour. About an hour. Yeah, because I remember, like, I got in like the first minute um, when the site yeah. was crashing because I was like, "Hey, hey, these are going to sell out real quick, and I want one." Um, but then, uh, you know, they they they. I looked a little while later and was like, "Hey, a hundred left." And I think that's about when I emailed Adam, being like, "Hey." I think these are going to flip pretty well. Yeah. If, if you're looking to try it for a little bit and then 
you know, break even or whatever, this should be safe. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that was about an hour, 45 minutes ish into it. And then about an hour later, the, uh, the time shadows also sold out. It didn't move as fast, but it, those also sold out pretty quickly. I don't know. I mean, so, so that, that happened. There was a thousand, right? And then as, as it happens within a day or two, they start trickling out and a couple find their way back on reverb at double, if not higher of asking prices. And the internet rage ensued. Yeah, it went nuts. I'm in the Chase Bliss audio pedal owners group because of this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, I'll just be 100% honest with you. I've never owned a Chase Bliss pedal only because they are an expensive pedal and a little bit out of my normal budget um, range. But yeah, I joined that group because I've never seen a group of people turn on each other so fast. Like, it, it was absolutely insane in there. It it got really bad. I, I've been in that group for a long time. I I was an early Chase Bliss adopter. I had version one uh, warped vinyl when that was the only thing they made. And uh, you know, I emailed Joel a question about it, and he was like just talking to me because, you know, he was just him building them, and like I think you know, maybe thirty people had them at the time. Um, and it's cool to see how how much that company has grown, um, but it can get a little. It, it borders like there's there's Facebook gear groups that I'm on um, that I feel like uh, I've either had to leave because of the toxicity or I feel like once a week I have to just permanently like tell Facebook to never show me something from this guy again because he's posting something misogynistic or um, racist or something. And uh, the, the CBA group never gets misogynistic or racist, but it, it has elements of that culture of that kind of uh unawareness of how you come how you're perceived um oh generally and that can make it that can make it interesting generally any brand's facebook group i tend to i tend to mute pretty quickly because it just becomes so culty the the funny thing about that group is it, it isn't on the as culty as some and you need it because the the, the chase plus audio stuff is so complex with the dip switches and the midi controls mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. if you have a question about how to run your pedal, you will get really good advice within within a few minutes. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I, I want to say like Kemper Praise and Worship is kind of like that too, uh, mm -hmm. where it's a you know there there are every group has its like weird things that everyone gets obsessed with. So for them, it's sewer offset guitars. It seems like, but um, you know, you get helpful people in constructive comments on like hey i'm trying to do this and it it's a question that's been asked 50 times and they're just like oh yeah yeah here here, here you go we've all been there you know there's yeah that oh my gosh it's not the, the i hate the groups that are use the search function yeah Kem kemper praise and worship is the best facebook group that i am on certainly more than yeah. the effects it's loop a good podcast I group is yes how dare you oh wow <laughs> listen all we do is like post something once a week and we there. talk about tacos and hot dogs honestly hot if you dog. if there was more tacos conversation <laughs> okay well hold on let me write this down <laughs> giving diaz notes um 
more tacos. Yeah, so going back to the original topic, people were really upset over this one. And it blew out of control to the point that public statements had to be made. Or at least it got to that point with uh, with Joel Corey, where the nicest guy in the pedal world blew his top. Or at least seems very frustrated. Um, and has sworn off doing special edition pedals. And then the, it added, so now you get the people with the, this is why we can't have nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And they you know, are mad at, now it, it, it kind of comes, they're mad at the people that bought the stuff. Mm-hmm. And now they're mad at the people that complained about it because now Joel's not doing more limited edition stuff. Mm-hmm. So it got, I think we got to inception. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so a thousand pedal run for chase bliss is actually huge. I, I believe Joel commented. He's like, yeah, I have some pedals. I, I don't think he sold a thousand specters. No, no. I think that was their most requested and their least sellable pedal. Yeah. Uh, you know, so everyone wants it in theory. I I'll be honest with you. I I like, wanted a flanger, and it's a different type of flanger. That's at the end of the day. That's kind of what it is. I feel like everyone just needs to get a BF two and live with it. If it was good enough for the ooh, ooh, that would be a great Waza. The BF two Waza. Oh, yeah. I mean, they. They really didn't do any more flangers besides the BF2, right? Mm-hmm. That that would be that. And if I if I said phaser, I meant the flanger. We were talking about Wazacraft. Well, even the, the phaser is. I would think phaser probably sold more than the flanger. Oh, yeah. PH2, PH3, yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> no, it, it, yeah. yeah. So so it, it blew out of control, and <coughs> and the main issue is was buying a a bliss factory and then trying to turn it around the very next I, I think it was like, uh, you know, two I think people had them getting. listed. I think people had them listed before they even got them. Yeah. Yes. They were, they were just posting the pictures from the original ad. The, the question is, is that, is that scalping or is that flipping? Uh, and, and then, you know, whose, whose fault is it? <laughs> Cause we must blame someone. Well, I think, yeah, that, that definitely falls under scalping in my opinion. And they're using the guys as a flipping mm-hmm. to like try to convince themselves that it's okay. Yeah, it, it, I agree. I think it's scalping versus flipping. I think if you're flipping, there's a there's a different way. Like if down the road you trade it for something that like maybe is worth a little bit more, but somebody's like, yeah, I want that. So I think that, flipping that is, would be a flip. I think flipping is buying something mostly used i would say that's a big thing on the difference in flipping and scalping to me um because i mean granted as soon as you buy it it's use it but it, like if you're buying it brand new with only this whole intent of i want it so i can make money before someone else does if it's something you know is going to be a limited stock or only so many of them, and your goal is just to buy it really fast to make sure that you profit off of mm-hmm. it. That's scalping. Flipping is the intent of buying something, knowing you can make more off of it, but it's a used item. It's or it's someone selling it for a value they don't realize, or they would just want to get rid of it at a lower price just to move it fast. But if you're buying it from new from like brick and mortar or um just an actual like shop 
with the intent of just making a quick buck off of it. Yeah. Can, well, can, that, the, the first thing I thought was these guys have obviously never experienced a Spaceman pedal launch. Yeah, there's that, or, okay. or just frankly, many pedals. Like, <clears throat> I, I think there's a reasonable assumption if you're going to announce a limited edition with a limited quantity of a popular brand, scalping is an inevitability. Um, and you just you need to plan for a certain percentage of that happening. Um, but let's put this in perspective real quick because Reverb publishes data on what's sold, what's sold. So if you go into the Reverb posting for this, so they've sold a thousand. Thirty-one have sold so far used. Thirty-one. That's three percent. That's not much. That's not much. Now, there's three pages yeah. of listings, which is probably, I don't know, 30 less. Th so there's 12 per page. Uh, third page only has three on it. So that's 25 are still listed for sale. So that's another 2.5%. Two two so you're looking at less than 6%. But my question, but also that's the people, uh, there's probably people who in bought it with the intent of scalping mm -hmm. it who are waiting for the storm to blow over well that's Since the other fun part is because you are seeing, seeing some of these listed where they listed for a thousand dollars and it's already down the bottom is falling out on these right now so sure okay so you're seeing 600 Adam, 550 ish is actually there's one up for 500 dollars right now so and these were originally 400 dollars. and so after taxes you know that guy's only making 50 bucks on the flip at this point before fees kick in so that's almost a break-even flip at this point. Yeah, any any anybody I see doing for five hundred, I'm assuming they're just trying to break even, and they haven't realized that Reverb will take refunds, no questions yeah. asked, on this particular one. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I think I think the people that are waiting for the storm to blow over probably are similar in number to the people that posted a joke post, you know, the the two hundred thousand yeah. dollar, you know, uh, uh, post. So I, I think I think that some of those people were getting really bent out of shape over, and it's like, look, they obviously bought it and they want it, and then they just posted it because they assumed the scalpers were going to do things, and then they just piled on. Well, Adam, in our chat, you brought up a different company that this happens to all the time. Yes, yes, the uh, the infamous King of Tone. Yeah, um, which is which is this thing like people. People are are. It's it's like with cloning. People have no problem with somebody blatantly ripping off a tube screamer, making one small change and claiming it as original. But if you take a, um, you know, some other circuit, if you take a, if you took a Paul Cochran Tim and changed two things, and said it was an original design, people will lose their minds. People are super inconsistent in the used gear market with how they treat stuff. And the King of Tone is this classic thing where right now you can't get one below say 500 bucks. And that's almost double what somebody paid for it new. And you have a three uh, three year wait list, I think is what, what it's currently at. So, you know, there's there's these inconsistencies where people lose their mind over the Bliss Factory, but not over the King of Tone, or not over the Generation Loss, or, or some other limited run, uh, where people immediately started turning them around. Yeah, I mean the the current used price of King of Tones, I'm going sold price here, so that includes shipping, right? Uh, 500, 550, 500, 500, 
So it's sitting around there, which it used to be around 400 about a year or two years ago. So that, that number has gone up. Um, the wait list has gotten longer and that's about a double, you know, you can get a King of Tone. I think about 250, 260 is what the, the wait list price is. Yeah. So yeah. why are we okay here? And no one is up in arms with the King of Tone other than the fact that like, oh, he's still making them. It's just, you have to wait. And so the, if, if you're willing to wait three years, you get one cheaper. Yeah, but nobody got up in arms about the uh, the generation loss or the uh, uh, people did. did. Not like there this was, though. Yeah. So there were there's always there were a little 500 generation losses. Well, the thing is, is Cooper Effects isn't as popular as Zvex. That I think is really the thing. The Fuzz Factory is a loved pedal. Mm -hmm. I think that's the right. that's the trigger. Yeah, you can get a Fuzz yeah. Factory for 150 dollars. But this one has a low-pass filter. Yeah. Okay, this one has Joel's touch to it. I, like, I will, I will say, it's, it's a fun yeah, pedal. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and, and if you were ever like, why would I need a fuzz pedal with MIDI? There are so many sounds in this thing Yeah. that, the, that oh. having presets is, like, a, a necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I also point out that there is a large population of the Internet Rage machine that are people that are mad that this is $400 and they're expressing it in different forms. Yep. That yes. let's be honest. This was, this was pre-announced. We knew this was coming. If you're a fan, you, you saw it on email lists. You saw it all over the place. It's pre-announced and it took an hour to sell out. There wasn't a, a lottery system or something like that. If you were, if you wanted it, you could have gotten it for a lot realistically this did not sell out in five minutes with a computer system collapse yeah that's a hard truth no it's like some of us just either a didn't want it enough b didn't have the money which is a very fair thing to be in that situation like john you want one and you're like i can't drop 400 bucks on a pedal right now that's a fair right. place to be and no one looks down on you for that but don't go around going oh i, mean, I would have bought it if it wasn't for the scalpers yeah, I mean that's the whole thing is because I I have an opportunity like actually still as of right now to buy one at the three ninety nine price, but I don't have it. So I mean, I'm not gonna get mad. Like that's the whole. Thing. I can't. I don't know why people would express their anger that way. I think they've got to deal with like other issues, <laughs> like self image or something. But yeah, I mean, I don't live in the world of. Um, like expensive pedals all the time every once in a while i'm able to get something really nice i mean i love picking up cheap pedals mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that i think it's a lot of fun i can cycle through pedals more than the people who only buy expensive pedals because i can buy cheap pedals and trade cheap pedals around mm -hmm. i mean now and i'll also say this about like the craziness of the flip market and things like that i bought an ayahuasca to try, try it out i didn't like it and I looked at the market price and I listed it at that. And I listed it, I don't know, two, three months after I bought it. So the, the immediate flip um, hoopla was over and it sat for like a month and a half, two months. You know? You, so like, you know what I think was go ahead. a big thing though was you said it was two months. Mm -hmm. And the the thing of the people that post it like the day they get mm -hmm. it. And, and so many of these gear companies are owned by artists. 
And so for if you're Joel, you know, you say, hey, here's this thing I've 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 been dreaming about doing for a long time. It means a lot to me to work with Zvek because of his his backstory having built for them before. And and so then he puts out this thing that he's really proud of. And you know, yes, is it is it six percent or less? Yes, but they they immediately just they don't even want to play it. I think I think that emotional component gets into it. Um, mm. And and I admit I scalped a pedal once. It was a limited a release a couple years ago on Black Friday, and I had a builder not be too happy with me. And uh, and it was a collab thing. And one of the builders and I are cool now. And one of the builders. Um, I still, I still think he was kind of so petty that I will never buy his stuff. But oh, but, wait, wait! I think I know who this is. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> text it in the chat. Yeah, you can, put it in the chat you can message me. But, but the point, but the point I'm making is these guys poured their heart and soul, and it's why I, I won't scalp. Um, I, 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 I've come out the other end on that one. But, but they pour their heart and soul into it, and so for then for somebody to, to take all this work that they've done, and, uh, and, and do that. Um, I think that comes to how the drama comes to a head like that because you're just trying to put something out there that you created. Hmm. I mean, and, I, and I'm understanding. I, about I it. would also say it's a compliment to the builder if there is a scalping market. It means you built something that people want and will pay more than even what you're asking for it for. So here's the th yeah the thing that's crazy about this is imagine all right so say all right so uh, the generation loss mm -hmm. what's the average uh, use price on it probably about what 800 uh i want to say they were going for six to seven but I, I could be wrong so and people will pay that if they really want it but could you imagine if joel was the like put that pedal out at that price i think that's that's the one thing that always but, blows my but mind joel just it's... put out pedals that were 800 dollars <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, they yeah, have fancy true. moving faders, and so that's why everyone justifies the price. But he's making pedals that are eight hundred dollars. There's a market there. Yeah, nine hundred for that reverb. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so. Wow. Okay, let's ask the question. What's the other options? To the situation, right? What is do you is mean? there a situation where? Well, one. I, I, it, I it's kind of funny if they didn't say it was limited to a thousand how many one how many do you think would have sold would oh, two thousand far less no 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 no. i think less would have sold initially because uh, there was people who were buying simply because they knew it was limited i mean if you don't it, put that urge to buy that if you don't put that pressure to buy now yeah, I'm, I then, probably would not have bought one initially had I known it would have been an extended run. Yeah. Yeah. I would have and, waited. And that, that's interesting, too, because when you put a number on it, that makes that difference. And I, I do think, like, I do think that the victims in this are the collectors. If you bought something because you were thought you were buying a collector collector's item and then the builder goes and says, well, we're, we're going to probably release more. That That mm. is... That is a um, receptiveness to it. Well, the, I'm I having flashbacks think... to the, the the Matthews effects controversy. I don't know. Was it the Joker? Was the thing that everyone got mad about after the father came out? The father. It was. Um, so the father. The father was good. Came out. That's a great pedal. And then it I was. Think I still have them. Oh, I because I. I think I bought yours. Diaz. It was. Yeah, I think you did. What was um, 
Was it the Joker that was the second one? I think it was one where it was just it was a little too plain, and everyone was kind of upset about what. Uh... Right, because the I think the uh, the father had uh, the gold algorithm. Yeah. yeah, which is a which is which was rare at the time. Right, and then I think the Joker had the new. I had a Joker too. I'm pretty sure I had a Joker mm-hmm. too because it had the new one. Um, the I forgot what it was, but it wasn't a, it wasn't great. It wasn't anything mind. It was just like a plate reverb, and everyone was mad about it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And I think yeah, because I talked about it on the show. Um, if you if you kind of felt because you didn't know what you were buying, that was the thing. But it was also like 150 dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was a. It wasn't. In, it wasn't in the. It wasn't one of the two hundred dollars, but like, yeah, the thing was, you didn't know what you were buying, and a lot of people felt duped because everyone thought they were going to be getting something really, really sweet, and they got a very plain sounding reverb because Matthew's effects isn't known for doing just plain sounds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe the maybe the drives a little bit, but like when it came to their reverbs and like the delay, it wasn't plain sounding. Mm-hmm. And the, and the fact that it was named the Joker was just like icing on the cake. All right. So there's that model where you sell it only to a select group who's your fans and then they get mad that what you release is not cool enough. Right. They're, all the, all these things have a double-edged sword here. You, you know, oh, yeah. it's not there's, a limited no... release. It doesn't sell as well. I think you just live with what you, what you put out. You either, you either say I'm doing a limited release and, um, and you live with that or, or you don't, you know, I, I kind of like Spaceman's model where they do the limited release, but then it's understood that like in a year or two, they'll do another limited release. Fuzzerocious um, does that too. Yeah. Yeah. They're on like volume 17 of the 420 yeah. fuzz. Yeah. But like, but I think you just live with, I live with whatever you live with, whatever you put out. If it's a limited release, then you accept the fact that a small minority are going to scalp. And then there's going to be people that get mad because they don't get it. I mean, I think one of the things that I don't know why, um, I th- maybe it's the like borderline hippiness side of me. It's like one of the things that just drives me nuts is I I love making sounds, you know, like I love playing guitar and all this, all the, the cheesy, like I like feeling the vibrations. I like all this fun stuff. And to think that, you know, with the way music has, you know, been a part of my life and how much I love it, to think that you would restrict someone's access to making the same noises that you get to, that that's kind of what bums me out about some of the limited run stuff, because there's a lot of people who would love to own that pedal, and the people who are just look out to make a buck off of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, it is what it is. No, there's there's no correct way to do it. Well, there's a lot of people that would love to. There are a lot of people love to own that pedal, and why is it that Chase Bliss is charging so much for it? You know. Yeah, I mean, there's that's the problem. You can always we can always find something wrong. Hmm. Sure. So I I think like Adam, I agree with you. Stick with it. You know, my I love the phrase "stick the landing." If you're gonna go for it, go for it. If you're gonna do a limited run, just stick with it, because, I mean, he, he could honestly if like come out with something a little different you know besides just a different color scheme well you could come up with a different idea for the aux knob and that's that's what's on that run of it and now you have two versions that people want to have 
who knows? Right. Yeah, I, I do think like Reverb's getting let off the hook here because they could have put a limit because they were involved in this pedal. And oh yeah, pedal they, movie. They, they could have stopped the the scalping from the get go by not allowing it to be posted, just like the P Milter pedal. Yeah, that's an option. Like, so, and they make money on both they, sides of that. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Dude. They're 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 the ones that are winning. So they're not going to do that. They're not going to stop themselves from making and money. And the higher uh, higher the scalping prices and the higher volume they get scalped, guess who makes more money? And they also didn't it, limit you to buying only one. Did they really not? No. I, I, that should that should be a thing. Oh yeah. Or at least for I the first twenty four hours. I feel like. If you're gonna, I feel like if you're gonna do a limited edition, uh, a cool way would be. I don't like the like run to get there, because there's people who are at work. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like, you could do you could do a lottery system. They do that with concert tickets. Like everyone logs in. That's kind of. What, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like a lottery system, or even honestly, if you really want to get to the people who love Chase Bliss, one way to do that would also be. I'll, I'll like do a lottery in your newsletter like send out codes you know what i mean well, so that's Something. how the ayahuasca was with the last release of the ayahuasca was they announced it in their newsletter and within five yeah, minutes and it, it lasted sold out. like two yeah yeah and that, i mean that's that's the whole reason to be on the newsletter and you know all those kind of things like that's part of the system um i mean i think that and how many people have been freaked out about well granted those are two different styles of pedals and the zvex is it's a better fuzz. does have zvex on it so it's also a better fuzz yeah well do you think that you think the, the zvex is a better fuzz than the the bliss factory i don't know no, the is better than the ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Oh, okay i still don't know what the ayahuasca does it's a it's a fuzz it's a it's a really hungry fuzz and um a the gravitas yeah. basically built into each other. It's a trem fuzz, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Which, if you know how to reuse I ramping, think... you can do the basic trem on a uh, on a fuzz factory on the, on the Bliss factory. By the way. Yeah. Um, Which you can do. Can, yeah. You can do that on any Chase Bliss yeah. pedal. Um. Okay. One last thing to talk about. So this this scalping flipping whatever what if you're a person who buys one intently wanting to try it and you know this is your only chance to try it if you buy it knowing that if you don't like it you can sell it again is that wrong no if i mean i've got a friend who's selling it i mean granted he's not making any money off of it but oh i mean I, there's there's also the i mean that that's I don't consider that kind of a scalping situation because there are a lot of times whenever you buy a pedal, I'm sure Adam, you deal with this all the time where, like you said, you know that, you know, if you want to play with it, you might lose a little bit or, or whatever, but you get to play with that pedal. Oh, I've done I, flips I just, on that. I'm like, I, I don't want it on my board. I just want to try it and then get move on. Yeah. I, I just lost a little money on the, uh, like 10 bucks on the eventide, uh, black hole. Cause I, I just wanted to see, see if it was different than the h9 or whatever so I, that, that's a real valid thing um I, I i think that's the difference between flipping and scalping if if somebody's just trying to break even or if somebody says like my plan honestly is uh i'm gonna play with it for a while and then i'm gonna try to trade for a thermae i want to see if i can get somebody to trade me a bliss factory for a thermae 
or for uh, a generation loss or something like that. Like, yeah, some, something like that. I'm just going to see if I can do a trade, um, yeah. or maybe I mean, a, the, you know, partial trade on something else. So, because you know that your pedal is desirable. I mean, it's not yeah. like you like. There's a difference between uh, seeing your pedal as desirable or your pedal as a money maker. Yeah, I have no. I, I, I again, I I scalped once. I regret it, and I don't. And I and I don't scalp. So when I bought it, I did not buy it thinking I was going to immediately turn around and and flip it. But I also like there was something it was looking for that it doesn't have, and it's not a fault of the pedal. But I'm not going to keep it because it doesn't do one thing that I wanted. I I needed it to do for me to justify keeping it. So I'm going to try to trade. I think that's nice to know that you can get out of something that you don't. You're not buying it and like if you buy. Uh, by car it's you buy a brand yeah, new brand new car 20 yeah, percent gone the minute you drive it even right even right now like if you buy a brand new jhs pedal mm-hmm. there is an immediate value hit that didn't exist yep. a few years ago but it exists now and so it, it's real hard for me to pull the trigger on buying a brand new jhs pedal um and that's true of a bunch of others too so uh which is which is my thing with the the keely hydra i'm probably just gonna wait and let somebody sell it used <laughs> So I bought a new pedal thinking that if I don't like it, I'll sell it. Uh, so that was the time shadows. And I showed you guys, I was playing with it. It's fun. It's just not for me because mm-hmm. it's really extreme out there. So I went on reverb and was like, all right, cool. I'll just sell it here. Cause this is where I sell everything. I looked at what the used prices were. There were, there was one selling pretty high. And so I undercut it and then, you know, everyone else started flipping. So I dropped the price to, to stay competitive, right? Like this is what the market is. I'm not trying to gouge anyone just playing the market. Uh, and I got a infraction from reverb where my listing got taken down because so many people reported my post for violating terms and conditions. And I had to deal with reverb to get it reinstated because I didn't. Um, and I, (laughs) you know, so there's also that side of like the anti-flip movement got to the point that you started seeing like people actually not not just the nasty posts that you get in the the, the lowball offers, but you actually got like people trying to get my listing taken down because I was viewed as doing something bad. You're the worst. Am I the worst? Hold hold up the mug. The worst. So when I did that, I was like, "All right, screw this. Whatever. I'm market is what the market is, right? Like I'm not the one actually demanding the high prices. Other things are causing that. People are willing to pay that, etc. Like I'm not. I'm not the guy who said, "Well, I'm going to buy up them all and scalp them." Right? This was just a. It's the people, or like I, I think that it's automatically scalping if you don't take it out of the box. I took it out of the box. (laughs) You never plug it in. Um. No, I'm saying I'm listen. Yeah. I now, well, I I don't know. That's not that can't be true because I flip. Uh, uh, what's the bell? Uh, the belly pock the, um, but it's the preamp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I went and traded for one for one of those. I tra- I, mean, I did like a, a few pedal trade, and I I got it home. And before I even got home, Jason Fuzzmonger bought it from me so I, I took it home and just put it in a package and shipped it i have done that but that's only done. because i i wanted to trade for a more desirable pedal that i could sell yeah yeah i i've done that that happens you know you know the thing the thing to me is the market fixes itself 
And so like some of the people who were so mad about the bliss, uh, the bliss factory with like the thousand dollar listing, that pedal was never going to sell at a thousand dollars. No, it's, and, it's yeah, down just at 500 it's listed now. for that. Like, yeah. Like just cause it's listed for that. Does it mean that's what they're going to get? That's their asking price. Well, like this brings back memories of when 60 cycle did the initial 50, 50, and, oh my gosh and we all posted the pedals for like and i'm i'm pedals. and i'm the one guy who sold yeah. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we made a joke that these are worth 500 dollars, and some jackass bought it from adam yes oh my so, oh and so, then didn't he didn't he like post it for sale like a week yeah. later yeah so he tried to flip me so so what yeah. happened was everybody was because what did the, the, we bought the pedal for like nothing right like 115 yeah, bucks something cheap yeah and and was it the 11294? Yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yes. it was right after yep. that whole controversy. So, yeah. So we bought the one we bought it at that price. And then a bunch of guys, and as a joke, started posting it at 500 And I, as a joke, because I love that pedal. And uh it's 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 a pedal that I got a lot of compliments at of uh, like, oh, you sounded really good today at church. And and it was from that pedal. And uh so I posted it at 300 and and I, I made this jokey uh, copy for for the ad, and I was like, you know, these are selling for five hundred dollars, and uh, I just need to move it quick. And some some kid in Alabama bought it, and then tried to flip it the next week. And and for like the next six months, people in gear groups that we're all in were getting these trade offers from him, and and they're yeah. all the guys who had bought it at the at the one you know the one twelve price. Um, so so yeah, but 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 I think the market does correct itself. And and you know the um, the electro harmonics, the tap tempo deluxe memory man, the one with the legendary Panasonic chips. Like there was a point yeah. where that was those were jumping up and listing at like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And then you'd look at reverb used uh, price, uh, like what they actually sold for, and it was four seventy five, four fifty somewhere in there. The there, there's what people post things for and what they actually sell for. So everybody that's losing their minds over the Bliss Factory. Give it, give it a week, give it a month. It'll, yeah. it'll regulate itself. Yeah, they, they've dropped down yeah. to earth. And it would have, it would have, and it would have done that too. If I mean, even if he hadn't announced them, you know, doing another run of them. Yeah, because what would have happened is if it had been, if it had been a thousand pedal run, and they didn't tell everybody that it was limited. It was just, hey, it's sold out, and we're not sure when we're going to make more. Just that. If if or if they said we're going to make more in six months, people would have bought it for yeah. more than and and people are well like but that but you see that with the KTR yeah mm -hmm. the moment those go out of availability the price jumps up uh, the Prince of Tone oh gosh yeah I sold my Prince of Tone for so much because I saw the market was high and I was like oh cool I can get this again later. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's being it's, I mean again, that's being advantageous of a situation where people are willing to pay a ridiculous amount. But that's why a scalp that's why I think this is scalping and why I don't advise it. Like if somebody had come to me and said, Hey, I'm gonna buy this Bliss Factory and flip and you flip a lot, is this a good idea? I would have said no. Because you immediate it's game theory, it's the be uh, beautiful mind, you know, where he sees like all of his friends are gonna hit on the one girl. And so then so then he says, like, hey, you know, if you all ask different girls to dance, you'll win. There, there, uh, you knew that immediately the market would be flooded and that people would be uh, uh, inflating the price to a point where you're not going to two two guys, three guys made made profits and everybody else is just sitting there with yeah. bliss factories. Yeah, you had to have been the first. And so everyone who waited two days to watch it happen and then replicated the behavior 
as well. Because I think that's, I mean, Adam, you, you're notorious for buying a piece of gear and it's immediately on reverb, even if you like it. Even if I intend to yeah. keep it, yes. Because uh, everything, has a, everything price. has a price. So, I mean, there's that side of it. That is true. Everything does have a price. Um, um, yeah. No, that's, even if you're doing that, it's just a, it's a bad way to flip. Yeah. Um, so as yeah. somebody flips a lot, I advise, what I advise you do is if you flip a lot, just find a, um, like really find, like keep, keep save searches on reverb. I was, okay. So there, um, there's the Cali 76 big boxes and then there's the ones with the parallel blend that go for like $2,000. And someone posted one for fourteen hundred today, and I was I was like I'm gonna buy it. I don't care. Put it on my credit card. I will make money on this, guaranteed. And it sold within a minute. I wow. I saw the posting time. I missed it by by two minutes. I was so mad. But but oh, if you crap. have saved searches on, yeah, I mean you have to. You can only flip what you understand. And if you have, that's why I don't generally. That's I don't. Why I flip cheeseburgers? Woo! <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. But, uh, but you know, I have safe searches on pieces of gear that I know and I understand and I know their market. That's yeah. how you make money flipping. You don't make money flipping on these quick, uh, like, these quick things. Like when I when I think of Cali Cali seventy six big box, I think of Adam Dolhanic. Yeah, yeah. With what like what four percentage of, of those have you owned at this point, Adam? I feel like I feel <laughs> like the Origin Effects. Should make like a like a Adam limited edition Adam Dolanic <laughs> run <laughs> and be like you you can get it for you can get it for uh, six hundred today or fourteen hundred tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny thing is I have a few times over the years uh, emailed them for different things and they have never once emailed me back. They have the worst customer service. Hmm. Well, they probably just don't like you because what you do to their market. I I don't I don't have a big enough ego to think that they know who I am. I've I've told them about you. I've been on the phone with them. I've let them know what's happening. Yeah, they spit when they say your name. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> like they they, they, like, they say it's like. Duh. I have made so much money this year <laughs> off of Cali seventy sixes. It's it's He's like he takes his kids to to origin effects and do, does a tour it's this like is this how is how i got you through college <laughs> that's it <laughs> these off of the off of the backs of these men and women who are here <laughs> i used so i i did i used to live in england i'm hoping to take my family there in five years and <laughs> oh my god there is a part of me that wants to make a a detour to the origin effects building with a spreadsheet of how many you flipped. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to post it against the window. It's, it's like, Oh my gosh. It's but like you Martin know, Luther posting but, it. he's posts every, he's like, he, he's got every uh, serial number he's ever owned. But you know, who you know, who wins from flipping is that I have uh, like Doug Cower wins from flipping. Um, and and I have owned. Uh, I mean, even Chase Bliss. I bought the Gravit. Was it the Gravitas or the uh, the original Blue Knob um, Tonal Recall? But I bought it sight unseen because they hadn't posted the demos yet. Yeah. But I trusted Joel, and because I I buy my gear off of flipping money, 
I bought a, a pedal that I had never even heard a demo of brand new because I, I make money other, other ways flipping. And, uh, that's yeah. how I own a, you know, that's how there's a cower sitting in my closet and there's, you know, I, or a chase bliss pedal. So builders win. Builders yeah, win. You're welcome. <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> I hope your kids like their braces, Doug. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, that ended on a more positive note than I thought. That's nothing I haven't said to Doug Cower in a joke. uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, Adam, thanks for joining us on this episode. We had to, as soon as we like mentioned discussing this, I was like, we got to get Adam Dahlanek. We've got to. Um, So thanks for making the time to come on here. Uh, Everyone, you can. check out our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop follow us on instagram at the effects loop you can join our patreon go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and sign up for any here that you would like there's different amounts you can give um also thanks for to westminster effects for sponsoring this episode name and claim your tone at westminstereffects.com and i'm pretty sure i just nailed it well, well yeah. normally we let our guests plug something that they're working on, but I, I think after this whole big discussion, Adam, do you even want to mention what your reverb if story you, is? <laughs> if, if you want to make sure that Doug's Cower, Doug Cower's kids have braces, you can buy stuff from Adam because that works somehow. <laughs> if you want to follow that money funnel. Oh, man. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but the wanna, thing is, <laughs> it's it's still reasonable. I sold uh I sold uh well I sold the Kemper to Scott and it yeah. still was a good price for him. That was a great price. And for I me. still made money off of it. <laughs> so And then you immediately gave that money back to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I shipped that I shipped that guitar on FedEx yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like I feel like you know how there's like 5 degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon in the gear world there's five degrees of separation with adam dolanic he's had his hand on so much gear in this world yeah i mean yeah i mean that's part of the thing too is like if you if you're a person who moves through a lot of gear develop a relationship with people who move a lot of gear you do each other favors you know like yeah there's stuff like that yeah or don't be selfish if you if you flip gear make make sure that if you if you know a kid that's learning guitar and it doesn't have any money because he's 14 and just try, or you know she's she's 16 and whatever get that kid a pedal give you know there was a guy that there was a guy that let me use his uh, 70s ibanez bass and his acoustic solid state bass amp when i was 14 and it's just starting playing bands i i want to be that guy for other other players that are coming up so if you flip be generous yeah for everybody love everybody yeah that's right all right well all right guys we will see you next week bye, bye. Bye. Shit.
dictionary Why is negativity always drawing out pics of every visualized love? Energized lies together, together We undefeated, a plan to make well as no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy Then the after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't buy